Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Urban Intellectual Show. And this is your host, with the most. <laughs> Still got the truth, man. How y'all been? How was your week? How was everything? How was your weekend? I hope everybody enjoyed themselves and stayed safe. Thank you for being here with me again today. On this lovely Sunday. And, you know, of course, you know, like everybody else, I had to watch the games. You know what I'm saying? I I don't know about y'all, but I'm a Cowboys fan. You know, I'm, I'm from, you know, Arkansas, you know, Little Rock. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, been instilled in me, ingrained in me since a child. You know, to actually be a Dallas Cowboys fan. So, yeah, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, man. Um, we didn't make it, of course. You know, I'm upset about it. You know, but um, that's neither here nor there. I don't know, you know, where we need to go at this point. I don't know if we need to get rid of Dak. I don't know if we need to clean house. I don't know if it's a Jerry Jones issue. I honestly don't know. But, um... As I've been saying, and all of my fellow Cowboy fans can agree with me, we have been saying for the last couple of years, maybe next year. So, um, yeah, maybe next year. I'm a little upset about it, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, congratulations to the Eagles. Congratulations to the uh, Chiefs. And, um, of course, I will be watching the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, who I'm rooting for? I don't necessarily have a team that I'm going to root for for the Super Bowl because guess what? Like I stated before, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I really don't care who wins. You know, if you want to be perfectly honest, you know, I don't care. But thank you for being here for another episode of the Urban Intellectual Show today. Is somewhat of another testing episode because, like I say, in anything that I do, I want to make sure that I'm giving y'all the best content that I could possibly give you and making sure that I'm giving, you know, dope content at the same time, you know. And the key to dope content is actually um, being able to hear the content <laughs> and me doing my research and, you know, doing what I, you know, did doing my due diligence, you know, to find all the information I need to have a successful podcast. One of the key factors in that was having great sound quality. Now, like I said, we're doing this, you know, on a budget. So I don't have, you know, five, six hundred dollar mics. You know, I don't have, you know, the most expensive equipment, you know, that they have. So everything I'm doing is on a budget, you know, with, you know, a nice microphone and a nice smartphone and, you know, a couple cool apps. And, yeah, we're going with it. So I appreciate y'all in the uh, beginning stages with me. Hopefully, you know, you know what? Let me speak this into existence. I know that we will grow and we will become bigger. And this equipment that I have now, I will put it in a a case one day and say, you know what? Shout out to this equipment because this is the first equipment that I started with. So, yeah, I will always pay homage to the first equipment. But, yeah, I hope I did it again. I know that I will grow and become bigger. 
with consistency and y'all trusting in me to provide, you know, the quality content. So, yeah, let's get into it. Last episode was somewhat of a testing and me giving you a little bit of background, a little bit about myself. Um, I feel like, you know, the uh, basis of an urban intellectual, man, because a, a lot of people can misconstrue the, com- the concept of what an urban intellectual is. And like I say, this podcast is going to be raw. It's going to be real. It's going to be unedited. If I make a mistake, God damn it, you're going to hear it, you know. I could go back and edit it and make it sound nice and sweet and professional and all that. But I feel like that takes away from the essence of authenticity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want y'all to feel me and I really want y'all to understand me. And I really want y'all to go on this ride with me because this is a learning process for me as well. You know what I'm saying? So I want y'all to actually catch, you know what I'm saying, the mistakes. Catch, you know what I'm saying, the the things that I could have done better. You know, and constructive criticism is amazing. Because I want to be able to look back on every episode and see how I could have gotten better and see how I could have made it, you know what I'm saying, a better experience, you know what I'm saying, for the listener. So, you know, of course, you know, you might hear my dogs in the background, you know what I'm saying, might hear my kids in the background, you know, like, you know, I just feel like that's a part of the raw, real content. You know what I'm saying? It could be edited out, but, you know, I want the Urban Intellectual Show to be somewhat of an intimate conversation between myself, you know what I'm saying, and the listeners, man. I want y'all to be considered, you know what I'm saying, like a part of my family because I want to, you know, involve y'all in my life and make y'all my family. There you have my ice maker, you know. So, like I say. This is going to be some of the rawest, realest content, and we're going to have, you know, these amazing, you know, conversations. So, earlier this week, I was sitting down and I was thinking of different topics, you know, different things to talk about, you know, because, I mean, that's key. And, um, first off, I felt like it's, 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 it's very important that y'all understand what an urban intellectual is so y'all can understand the concept and the mindset that I have when I'm giving y'all the information that I'm giving you. So an urban intellectual is somebody like myself, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm the only one because there are other urban intellectuals. An urban intellectual is somebody that is educated via the streets and via education on a higher level. Let me just say it like that. I'm not saying that you're not educated if you don't go to college. But I am saying that going to college does provide you a different mindset and a different perspective on life. Like me, for example, I'm from the projects, Howland Court Projects to be exact. We call it Howland Park here in Little Rock. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with banging in Little Rock. If you're not, you can actually Google it. You know, Google gang banging in Little Rock. It was a documentary that came out in 1994. And it basically highlighted the crime, the drugs, and everything that was going on in a small city like Little Rock, Arkansas. I don't know if a lot of people know Bill Clinton is one of the people that was um, an advocate for, you know, the the war on crime and the war on drugs in Little Rock, Arkansas. And basically piloted, you know, he used that to pilot his way into the White House. So his whole pitch 
to America was like, hey, here's gangbanging in Little Rock. Hey, if I can clean up Little Rock, Arkansas, I could clean up America. And, hey, of course, America bought it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm not saying anything against Bill Clinton. You know, he's a pretty cool guy. You know, if you see him around the city, around the town, you know, he's always in the hood, (laughs) oddly enough. You know, he'll be, you know, at a hood spot eating food, eating barbecue, you know, just, you know, enjoying himself. So I'm not even going to say that he's a bad guy because he doesn't seem to be a bad guy. But, you know, he used what he used and did what he did to get into the White House, which is, uh, yeah, it was a big deal. It destroyed a lot of families, you know what I'm saying, back here where I'm from. You know, my two older brothers are still in the federal penitentiary to this day. You know, so, um, yeah, they, they gave these uh, outlandish times for like, if you were hanging out on a corner and it was a party of three or more. They considered that as a gang activity and gang involvement and they could get you locked up. Um, if you had drugs on you when they stopped you, they would give you 10 to 15 years. You know, we're talking about federal time. So um, a lot of, you know, families, man, got destroyed, you know, with the uh, war on drugs, as they called it. And uh, particularly, you know, in my city where I'm from, Little Rock, Arkansas, it was uh, detrimental to us. Because, like I say, you know, where we're from, you know, you don't have a lot of opportunity. And uh, that's the biggest thing that I want, you know, the listeners and people to understand that uh, a lot of the things with crime and a lot of the things with, you know, um, the youth and a lot of, you know, the young boys, man, that are acting out and doing what they're doing. It's a lot of it is lack of opportunity because in these areas that we're from, you don't have a lot of opportunity. You don't have a lot of chances for jobs. You don't have a lot of options for jobs. We don't have schools that teach us about financial literacy. We don't have schools that teach us about taxes. We don't have schools that teach us about different trades. Like most of the schools that we go to, you know, are terrible you know as far as the education aspect and um the teachers are there to basically get that small paycheck you know what i'm saying they don't really give a damn you know as most of them say like i already got mine you know it's on y'all to get yours i remember a few of my teachers saying that coming up and um yeah it's 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 rough you know so going back to what i was saying an urban intellectual is somebody like myself that has come from the projects, come from the inner city, come from, you know, an area that it, it, it just wasn't good. It just wasn't seen as you making it out. It just wasn't an option of being successful and doing anything other than what the fuck you were doing. And it doesn't, like I say, it doesn't even have to be urban. Like, it could be you were from a country rural area where they didn't see you able to get out. You were from somewhere where you basically beat the odds. And you educated yourself to the point where you have a different mindset and a different perspective on life. Like an urban intellectual, man, could be anybody. It's anybody that basically beat the odds from how life could have been and basically took that and piloted it into something totally different. You know what I'm saying? And owned that shit, you know? Because at the end of the day, like I said, I come from Highland Park Projects, you know? Highland Park, Highland Court, however you want to spin it. And, um, yeah, you, you just didn't see a lot of success. You didn't see a lot of people making it out. All the people that you seen successful where I was from, they were drug dealers. So you grew up and you seen, you know, 
you know, this guy that was selling crack and heroin, you wanted to be like him. You didn't grow up talking about, I want to be like Mike. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. You didn't care about that because guess what? Nobody from where you're from is making it to the NBA. Nobody is making it to the NFL. Like you from where I'm from, you either going to get a warehouse job or you're going to work at Tyson Chicken. You're going to work at Walmart. Um, I mean, those are the biggest companies out of that are based out of Arkansas. Tyson Chicken and Walmart. Those are going to be like your good jobs. If you don't get one of those, guess what? You're on the block. You know what I'm saying? You're hustling or you're working a job. Definitely not anything that's based off a career. You can hang that up. So to be able to make it out, you know what I'm saying? Actually go to college, actually broaden my horizons. It it opened me up to a different way of thinking. And me, myself, I've been on my own since I was 12 years old. So, you know, the fact that, excuse me, the fact that I was able to beat the odds and do everything that I did, it was a blessing. You know what I'm saying? So that's my thing. Like the knowledge that I give y'all, the raw and the real aspect of what I'm planning to give, it's 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 from a a a a a place of man, like that's why I say. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything that I do, man, is passion in it. Like, this is coming from a real heartfelt place, man, because this, even with this podcast, man, this is something that I wanted to do for a long time. But, you know, never, you know what I'm saying, in my, in my, you know, years, you know, wildest imagination, man, thought it was something that I could do. And I know it may be minimal, you know what I'm saying, to some people. But to me, you know what I'm saying, it was a big deal. And, um... Yeah, like just even to be able to make it out, you know, where I was from, like it was amazing. So, um, you know, being on my own at 12, you know, having a hustle, you know, do the things that, you know, you have to do in the inner city, man, to get by. <coughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do, because at the end of the day, you're in a jungle. You know what I'm saying? Like you're thrown in a jungle and. You know, it's up to you to either get ate up or drag a line out by his fucking tail. And, you know, what What I did was I, I drug a line out by his tail, and I've been a, a go-getter ever since. You know, I graduated top of my class in high school, graduated top of my class from college a year and a half early. And when I go back to my projects and I go back to my hood now, you know, I, I I talk to the young boys. I give them, you know, the knowledge. I give them the game because they got to understand that, man, you don't have to be, you know, what, what, what they told you you would be. You know, you can defy the odds, man. You could be different. You know, broaden your horizons, man. Like, <coughs> excuse me. Like, think outside of the box. Like, in everything that I've done in life and the success that I've been able to achieve in life, it was because I thought outside of the box in everything that I did. In everything that I did. So I feel like all of the things that I've been through in life, the few experiences that I've, you know, had in life, I feel like these are things, man, that I feel like the listeners, man, can relate to. Because how often do you get somebody that's from the projects, from the street, actually from the hood, 
that took the time to get away from that environment, educate themselves to the point where they have an understanding of both worlds. As we call it, book smart and street smart. See, I work in the corporate world now. But I come from a world that, you know, it's, 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 it's not nice. You know what I'm saying? It's not friendly. But I want y'all to hear the authenticity in when I say it and I explain it and I talk about it. You know, like the worst thing I've probably seen, which actually made me want to, you know, change my life, man. I was a young kid, you know, hustling. You know what I'm saying? And um, I remember, you know, at one of the stash houses, you know, it for me, it was a stash house slash, you know. Trap house, what we called it. So, um, I never forget, man, like, I seen a lady, man, like, overdose, you know, with her child in her arms. And I remember as a kid, man, like, it, it fucked me up, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I remember seeing that, and I was just like, damn, like, this, this, this is crazy, you know? I wanna I wanna be better than this, you know. I wanna get away from this. And um from that point on, man, it just it made me, you know, have a different mindset, man, and wanna do something different. And um yeah. From that point on, I just put a chip on my shoulder and say, you know what? I, I I'm not gonna let, you know, what I'm going through um dictate who I can be. Because this this ain't it. And unlike a lot of these guys now, man, I had OGs that would tell me, like, young blood, like, go to school. Like, don't be out here on the block. Like, you're better than this. Like, we're living vicariously through you. So go to school. Make straight A's. Do what you're supposed to do, man, so you can get out of this. Like, don't don't be like us. Don't Don't be this. And, you know, I was always the type, man, say less, I'm going to do it. So, shout out to all the OGs, man, that instilled in me, man, uh, to do something different. Because, man, if not for y'all, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm where I want to be completely. But I'm definitely, you know what I'm saying, doing my due diligence, man, to get to where I need to go. Expeditiously, <laughs> in the words of T.I. <laughs> And like I say, I'm giving it to y'all from a realistic, raw perspective. So why not take it from somebody that's really, really from the, you know what I'm saying, the trenches that really got out and really educated themselves. I graduated college with a 3.8 BA in business management and a PhD in psychology. I got the PhD in psychology, man, just because I wanted to actually understand the way that the mind works because... I don't know about y'all, but I grew up, you know, not having love. And when you grow up off of survival and not love, it makes you have a different mindset, man. It makes you, you know, deal with things differently. So I kind of wanted to understand why I grew up without the um, the love. Why did it always have to be, you know, like the, the struggle? 
So, you know, that's why, you know, psychology was key once I got to college. I'm like, man, I got to understand the way the mind works. Like, my mother, she was um, not too loving. And, and, you know, that's another topic for another day because I don't think a lot of people understand that, yeah, you know, fathers being absent, you know, that, that plays a part in a lot of things. But there are a lot of mothers that were present that did a lot of damage to their sons as well. And I'm a product of that, you know, like for the longest. I could never understood why my mother, you know, didn't love me, didn't treat me the way I felt she should have treated me. And at the end of the day, you know, as I've gotten older and I actually learned, you know, like man, she was only doing the, the, the best that she knew how to do based off of the love that she had received herself. What I learned, the most important thing was hurt people, hurt people. And um, my mother, she was a hurt person. So it's not that she didn't want to love me. It's just she couldn't love me. You know, I guess nobody had ever shown her love. So she didn't know how to reciprocate what she had never gotten. And um, I'm not going to lie and say that it didn't affect me because it did. You know, it did, it, it it affected me a lot, you know. But and like I said, you know. As I've gotten older, I've understood accountability. So, you know, I hold myself accountable to everything that I do. And um, I'll no longer allow the lack of love I got from her to be an excuse for me not doing the things that I'm supposed to do when it comes to dating, relationships, women, you know, because that was always my thing in the past. You know how it is like, oh, baby, I can't love you the right way because (laughs) I didn't receive the love, you know. And, I mean, I, I strung that story along for a long time until it got to the point, yeah, can't use that shit no more. And I think females eventually be like, yeah, bro, um, how many times, you know, you going to holler, I didn't get the love, I can't get the love, all this and that. Like, come on. So, yeah. I used it for so long, man. Like, oh, you know, my mom didn't give me love, so I don't really know how to love. It's really bullshit. Like, at the end of the day. I did want the love, but, you know, it, me being fucked up, you know, the way that I was growing up, it wasn't because of her. It was a choice. You know, I chose to be fucked up when it came to women because in my mind, I loved women, but I hated them at the same time. Because I felt like every woman was kind of like my mother, you know. You were going to disappoint me. So how can you come in and say that you love me when my own mother doesn't even love me? So... I feel like I took out a lot of BS on a lot of good women, man. Not to say that I was a fucked up guy or anything, going around kicking ass, whooping ass or anything like that. No, I wasn't that guy. I was just a guy that was a nice guy, you know, nice looking guy, clean cut, well spoken. And I knew I had bad intentions, but I would use, you know, all of the qualities that I had to my advantage, knowing that my intentions in the end were not pure, pure. At all. Like, no, I'm going to get what I want. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have fun with you. And that's going to be that. And I'm not going to feel anything. I'm not going to feel any remorse. I'm not going to feel bad at all. Because in my mind, yeah, I love you, but I hate you. (laughs) Sound crazy, right? But that is a real thing with a lot of people. And like I say, us as people, we just got to be accountable and hold ourselves to that. Now, if I had to be honest about it, I know 
without a shadow of a doubt that I've had some amazing women in my life. Shout out to all the amazing women in my life and all the amazing cheeks that I clapped throughout the years. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. But if I had to be honest and I had to admit, yeah, I did some pretty fucked up shit, man. But like I say, hurt people hurt people. So it was misdirected hurt. Like I was hurt. So in a sense, I was taking it out on the different women that I had dealt with. I apologize to any women that are listening to this podcast and know how fucked up that I was. Stagall, the truth, was a fucked up guy, I admit. But I am doing my due diligence to be better every day. This podcast is helping me be better. This is therapy for me. Me opening up to y'all and talking to y'all and y'all understanding me. This is therapy for me. So... My goal is to be better, but I'm going to hold myself accountable as well. So, yeah, you know, a lot of the mistakes I made, a lot of the things I did, it was because of my mother, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, I just didn't have the love, and I grew up wondering why. Like, why doesn't my mother love me? Why doesn't she treat me the way that she needs to treat me? Like, why can I never do anything good enough to make her say that she is proud of me and You know, make me feel like she is happy that I'm her son. Like, it was never enough. So, I guess the hurt from that, I took that and I, you know, put that hurt on other people, which it wasn't good. And, um, yeah, I can look back on that now and say, yeah, I shouldn't have done that, man. I was definitely not in a good place. But, um, as, as people say, man, you live and you learn. Um... Would I change anything that I did in the past? No, I wouldn't. Because I had to actually go through those things to be a better person. Life is about evolving, man. Life is about being better. You know, and we have to put forth a conscious effort of being better every day. And um, that's just where I'm at with it. With that being said, I think we'll close this episode. And, um, yeah, I appreciate y'all as always taking the time, man, to listen to me, you know, ramble and go back and forth. Like I say, this is something new to me, man, and uh, I'm learning. I appreciate y'all taking the time to actually learn with me. As I say, y'all be safe. Have a great, productive week. We'll catch up next week, man, and talk about how amazing y'all week was. And, hey, if the most high say the same, I'll be back, man, and do my thing. Y'all be cool and smooth, man. Stay safe. Peace.